Welcome to the Catholic Foodie Show. I am Jeff Young, your host of the Catholic Foodie. So happy to be with you today. Today is Monday, and we are going to be talking today about Wash Day Wonders. I have to tell you a little bit of backstory, I believe, for this. Uh, Wash Day, what is that all about? You know, Wash Day is very important here in South Louisiana, and I want to share that with you today. We'll be talking Wash Day Wonders also on the menu today. Uh, We are going to have a recipe. I'll be sharing a recipe with you for uh, a beans and rice dish that is a fairly popular down here in South Louisiana. I'll share that with you. Also, I want to reflect with you, too, a bit about World Youth Day. You know, Pope Francis over in Poland uh, has been there this year, this year of mercy. He has been in Poland uh, the last uh, several days, last few days at least, and uh, just powerful, powerful uh, message, I think, of of mercy, a message of of uh, really kind of like a, a clarion call to uh, the youth of the church, but also uh, to me and to you. Uh, I have been uh, very much impressed and, and and moved by what I have seen of World World Youth Day so far, and I, I want to share some thoughts with you on that, and uh, also a, a reading that I want to talk to you about. If you uh, have been to daily mass recently, just last week, I believe. Uh, we celebrated on Friday the feast of St. Martha. You know, the, the story of Martha and Mary, the sisters, uh, sisters of Lazarus. And Lazarus, they were all friends of Jesus, uh, Mary, Martha, and Lazarus. And, and Jesus used to go and hang out with them at their house in Bethany. And uh, pretty cool, you know, to be like, you know, buddies with Jesus, just hang out with them. You know, it'd be like hanging out with Pope Francis, like just, you know, having a, a, a beer and <laughs> I don't know, watching football. I, I don't know. You know, what do you do when you hang out with the Pope? I, I have no idea, but it's sort of like that, you know, Jesus, this is Jesus, the, the guy who was raising people from the dead, who, who, uh, uh, he gave sight to a blind man who had, who had been blind since birth. I mean, this man who, who spoke words, who taught the people in a way that they'd never heard before this guy, who had this band of followers, who, who his inner circle, his inner circle, the apostles, and then also the disciples who followed him uh, all over the place. And he would go and hang out with Martha, Mary, and Lazarus over in Bethany. And uh, that's, that's pretty amazing to me. But last Friday, we celebrated the feast day of St. Martha. And sometimes I think that Martha gets a, a bad rap. So we're going to revisit an article that I wrote a few years ago uh, on St. Martha. And I, I hope that it has something maybe to say to you. I know if you're like me, sometimes it, it can be easy to get discouraged uh, in the humdrum of daily life, of putting food on the table for uh, a spouse and for, for children uh, to, to maybe have to go out to the office and work. You're working all day uh, just to make the money to put the food on the table. Then when you get home, you have to actually put the food on the table, <laughs> right? That that doesn't even include like having to go to the grocery store and all, all those things. But sometimes it's it can be kind of discouraging, and, and we could get that kind of feeling of, you know, what what's it all for? Why why am I doing this? What is, what is this all about? And if you ever feel like that, then then I want to share these these words today on the show about Saint Martha and and that that little interaction that we see in the gospel, uh, the story where Jesus is coming to dinner. And Martha is so busy in the kitchen, making all the preparations, cleaning the house and getting everything ready. And, and when Jesus arrives, Mary, I'm sure before Jesus got there, Mary was helping her out, you know. But once Jesus got there, Mary goes and sits 
at the feet of Jesus and, and just listens to him talk. And meanwhile, Martha's doing all the work, right? And uh, so we're going to talk about that. You know, it seems like Jesus reprimands Martha at one point, and that is what I want to talk to you about today. Just a, maybe a different take, a different view of, of, how, of, of Jesus' words and how that, what that could say, not only what it said to Martha, but what it could say to me and you today. So th- those things are on the menu. I want to thank you so much for listening to the Catholic Foodie Show, by the way. You, know, you can find archives, the archives of the show. You can go back and listen to all the shows, all the shows that I've done. I think it's like 270-something shows of the Catholic Foodie, I believe. Uh, you can go back and listen to any of those over at catholicfoodie.com. They are uh, available there. You can click on the link there. You can also find them on iTunes. If you have an Apple device, an iPhone, an iPad, or uh, maybe use iTunes either on your Mac or on your Windows computer, you can go back and listen to the archives of the Catholic Foodie. Lots of shows, even some of the shows I did as part of um, uh, the Around the Table show that I, I was doing in New Orleans for, for uh, three or four years uh, with, with interviews of various chefs, including Chef John Besh, Chef Leah Chase. We've got lots of, of uh, shows there. All those archived and available over at catholicfoodie.com. And of course, I would always, always love to hear from you. If you have a, a question, a comment, you just want to share with me what is going on in your kitchen, whatever it may be, I'd love to hear from you. You can always reach me via email. Jeff at CatholicFoodie.com. You can also use the contact form over at CatholicFoodie.com. Find me on Twitter. Uh, the handle, the 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 my, my username on Twitter. Can you guess what it is? It's it's Catholic Foodie. <laughs> Pretty easy. Catholic Foodie. Facebook. You can find me there. Facebook.com slash Catholic Foodie. I get a lot of interaction. Folks making comments, asking questions uh, over at on on Facebook at the uh, the Catholic Foodie page on Facebook. You're welcome to join us over there. And, uh, uh, you know, Pinterest, you can find me there, too. Uh, I also have a voice feedback line, and this is something that's that's always uh, fun. You know, I kind of emphasize that it's a voice feedback line, I guess, because it's not like you don't call into the show. right? I can't really do a thing where you're calling into the show to talk to me now live. I can't. I don't have the, the capabilities of doing that. But what I do have is the next best thing. And the next best thing is... You can call and leave a message. You can just record your message. It does it for you automatically. You call the number 985-635-4974, 985-635-4974, day or night, anytime. You can call that number, leave a message, and then I can play that message here on the show, and it's as if you were calling in, only you're not. And it's always fun. I do. I get voice feedback from time to time from uh, uh, folks calling in, asking questions, telling stories, and uh, and I love to I love to hear you. I love to hear from you. So you can always do that. Uh, 985-635-4974 is the number. Now I mentioned in the beginning of the show this is Wash Day Monday, right? Wash Day Wonders is uh, what I'm talking about uh, today on the show. Uh, and there's a backstory to that. I want to share that with you. But just to give you a heads up, I've been thinking about here at the Catholic Foodie Show, doing something a little bit different, something new. And that is taking uh, each day, because the show is Monday through Friday. So each day, Monday through Friday, what I'm going to do is I'm going to uh, 
kind of follow a theme for each day. So every Monday is going to be something, every Tuesday, every Wednesday, every Thursday, every Friday. And and I'm going to tell you in a minute, I'm going to tell you what these different themes are. And I, I, I'm kind of excited about this. I think it's going to make it a lot easier for me as I'm putting shows together, as I am planning, you know, doing my little show prep and, and coming up with all the things I like to, to share with you. Uh, this is going to help me out a lot, but I, I think you're going to have fun with it too. And I, that's one of the reasons why I wanted to put this together. I think this is going to be fun. And, and it's, and it's, it's not that today, uh, let me just give you, let me just give you the rundown. All right. Here's the rundown of the week. What I'm thinking, uh, Mondays are going to be wash day wonders. That's, that's the, the, the theme of the day, wash day wonders. I'm going to tell you all about what that means in a few minutes, but just to, just to give you a real quick synopsis, a wash day wonder is basically a one pot meal. So it's easy to cook, right? Monday's a crazy day. Easy to cook. You can even do it in advance if you have a crock pot, something like that. So I'm going to give you recipes that, uh, that'll be like a one pot meal. Easy to prepare, easy to clean up. So that's a one pot. That is uh, not a one pot. That is a wash day wonder. And I'm going to give you the the full scope of why it's called, why I'm calling it that at least, uh, in just a minute. Uh, but what Tuesday is going to be, Tuesday is going to be Taco Tuesday. Now, you know, if you're on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, or whatever, you always see people using that hashtag Taco Tuesday. I guess all you know, these taco food trucks out there, they're wanting to sell tacos on Tuesday. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe that's the case. Anyway, I thought that would be fun. Now, it's not. we're not going to be limiting ourselves just to tacos. My thought is this. What is a taco? It is something that you eat with your hands, right? It's a handheld meal. And we, we got lots of handheld meals uh, in our world today. And I'm going to talk about those on Tuesday. So we're going to do uh, tacos. We may be doing empanadas. We might do uh, we may do sandwiches, you know, we may do, uh, down here in South Louisiana, we have a very famous sandwich called a po'boy. We may talk po'boys one day. You never know. But it's going to be a handheld meal. Hamburgers are a handheld meal. Something like that. Uh, and then on Wednesday, Wednesday's going to be fun, a lot of fun. I'm going to call it Hump Day Heroes. Hump Day Heroes because we're going to talk about saints who really inspire us because they lived a life of holiness, a life to, a life of sanctity, and the everyday humdrumness of life. And we do have to take a break, though, folks. Uh, you listen to the Catholic Foodie Show here on Breadbox Media. Don't go away. We'll be back in just a minute. Welcome back to the Catholic Foodie Show. I am Jeff Young, your host, the Catholic Foodie, so glad to be with you today, to join you today. And uh, before the break, we're talking about this new theme thing I've got going here at the Catholic Foodie Show. We said Monday, those are going to be Wash Day Wonders, Wash Day Wonders. Tuesday is going to be Taco Tuesday. Wednesday, I said Hump Day Heroes. Why? Because I want to talk about saints who demonstrated, lived a life of sanctity in the everydayness of ordinary life. So we're probably not going to be talking about like the super wonder workers, like the mystics, you know, like Padre Pio with the stigmata, <laughs> you know, which is wonderful. That's all great. That's all wonderful. But what I'm really wanting to do is to try to inspire myself and you 
uh, with stories of the saints who were, well, pretty, pretty normal. You know, they just lived their lives in a very holy way, united to God, allowing God to fill them with his grace on a day-by-day basis in the humdrum everydayness of daily life. That's really the point. So we're going to look at some hump day heroes on Wednesday. On Thursday, uh, you you know, you can't have a theme like this and not have throwback Thursday on Thursday. And the good thing about that is that it kind of leaves the door open for me. I can, I could talk about any kind of throwback, right? It could be my favorite restaurant story. It could be a, a favorite recipe when I was a kid. It could be any kind of throwback, a recipe of something I used, the way I used to make something. <laughs> Even though I changed because I found something better. I'll, I'll give you the old way. <laughs> Just for fun, of course, right? Just for fun. So throwback Thursdays are on Thursdays. And then Fridays, which I know a lot of people get excited about Friday because it is the start of the weekend. And we're going to call it Foodie Friday. Foodie Friday. And what are we going to be doing? We're going to be getting ready for the weekend. We're going to talk about uh, some recipe suggestions, some meal ideas, things that you could do over the weekend with your family, your friends. Uh, That is going to be Foodie Friday. So I don't know about you. I'm excited about this. I think this is a, a neat little idea I think that it's something that is going to make the show a little more fun for me and for you. It gives us a sort of a continuity, a consistency as we go forward from week to week. <clears throat> so that's my thought, at least. I'd love to hear what you have to think about this, by the way. Uh, you can, as I mentioned last segment, you could always give me a call at 985-635-4974, 985-635-4974. Leave me a message. Tell me what you think. I'd love to hear it, and I can play it right here on the show because it is recorded in a digital format. If you don't like uh, using a phone, that's okay. You can always join me at Facebook, facebook.com slash Catholic Foodie. Find me on Twitter at Catholic Foodie. You can also just go over to Catholic Foodie. You can always leave me a message there uh, a little using the form, the contact form, or email me at jeff at catholicfoodie.com. I'd love to hear what you have to say about this new theme for the Catholic Foodie Show, this week-to-week theme. And now we need to get into, i got to take a sip of water first. Ah, nothing like that. Nice cold water. I like that. It's hot. It's hot. And that water is good. Uh, But we are going to talk to, I was going to tell you why Wash Day Wonders. That's what we're going to be talking about this segment. Why Wash Day Wonders. You know, the story goes back Quite a while, quite a ways back, actually. And, uh, you know, Mondays traditionally in South Louisiana were wash day. And uh, we're going back uh, 1800s, you know, middle 1800s, even before. Uh, And and it was wash days. uh, Monday was wash day. And why is this important? Well, if you think back, it's a different era, different time, right? So the, the men either worked in the fields or they worked in the, you know, the docks. Uh, New Orleans is a port city. Maybe they worked in warehouses. Maybe they worked uh, in construction. Wherever it was, the men worked. They were out of the house. They were out in the fields or they were out at the docks. They were wherever they needed to be to work. The women were at home. They, they took care of the home. They took care of the food. They took care of the wash. They took care of everything. They took care of the kids, right? We didn't have public schools even until I think it was the early 1900s, if, I, if I'm not mistaken. I have to check the, the, the actual dates on that. But it was the, the, we didn't even have public school yet, all right? And 
because of that, everything had to be done. And a lot of times everything had to be done by the family. And a lot of times you had families that lived next to each other, close together, or extended families that lived really close together that pitched in and helped out. And so wash day, Monday was wash day. So everybody was doing all their wash, right? All their laundry. And so if you if you had to do laundry for, let's say, a family of five, a family of eight, a family of 10, whatever it may be, if you have to do the laundry for all these folks, it, it, it's an all-day affair. They didn't have Maytag. They didn't have... You know, all the, the, the appliances and, and comfort, creature comforts that we have today, they had their hands. They had wash boards. They had big tubs that they had to fill with water and use big bars of soap to, to, to wash the clothes. And they're washing for all these people. So they would do that and they would, what, not put them into the dryer. They would have to hang them on a clothesline. This, this is a, a, an all-day process. And so they don't have time to cook. Because believe it or not, back in the day, cooking was an all-day affair. You know, you had to, if you were going to cook for a family, it, it, it really did take all day to get things done so that people could sit down together to eat that night. So <clears throat> if you couldn't do what you needed to do to, to prepare dinner, but you still need to eat, what are you looking for? What, what, what can you do that's going to make it easier for you to get everything done and still be able to eat with your family that night, feed your family that night. Well, it became a tradition down here in South Louisiana on wash days to do beans. Uh, Red beans and rice is a very traditional meal down here. Matter of fact, if you come down to New Orleans uh, or anywhere along South in South Louisiana, New Orleans, Baton Rouge, Lafayette, Lake Charles, even all the way down there in the West. If you come down here on a Monday and you drive around. I'm not talking about your chain restaurants, but your regular local owned restaurants all across South Louisiana on Monday. If they, if they have where they change like their menu, depending on the day of the week or whatever, they add certain things depending on the day of the week. I can guarantee you (laughs) that on Monday, you're going to see red beans and rice. And oftentimes it's served with like a, a link of hot sausage or, or something like sometimes even a pork chop, you know, something, something will go along with it, but you got red beans and rice. And this is the tradition, right? And we still have that lived experience today, at least of, you know, Mondays in South Louisiana is red beans and rice day. And, uh, and it really stems from this tradition, the tradition of Monday being wash day. And so you, you wanted to cook something, but you had to do something that would be simple to prepare. And what is more easy than getting a big pot of water putting it on a fire, bringing it to a boil, throwing some beans in there, maybe chopping an onion, a bell pepper, something for a little seasoning, put a little bay leaf or two in there, a little salt and pepper, and then letting that cook on a low heat, low flame for hours. Nothing's easier than that. that that's super simple. And then what they would do at the end of the, the evening, you know, end of the day before dinner, if they did have a little sausage, they did have a little something they could slice it up, throw it in the, in the beans to kind of give it a little extra flavor, a little, little kick, a little, little heat, you know, you could do that too. And then you just make a little pot of rice and you've got your red beans and rice. It's not a big deal. Super simple to make. And that's my thought, folks. That's, that's my thought is to do this theme where Monday is wash day wonders. 
So we're not, we're, we're going to talk red beans and rice. I'm going to give you a recipe today, actually, for red beans and rice. But there's a lot of one-pot wonders. There's a lot of, uh, matter of fact, if you have a crock pot at the house, uh, there's a lot of recipes that you could do in a crock pot. You could even start it, you know, early, early in the morning before you leave to go to work and let that thing run, cook it on low heat for eight hours, 10 hours, whatever. You come home and dinner's done. It's beautiful. It really is a wonderful thing. So Mondays may or may not be wash day at your house, and that's okay. But just for the sake of tradition, just for the sake of uh, the love and just out of respect for the <laughs> for red beans and rice, which is just so good, we're going to make Monday wash day wonders. How about that? I'm liking it. I'm digging it. I'd love to know if you are. Again, you can reach me, Jeff at CatholicFoodie.com. Call the feedback line, 985-635-4974. 985-635-4974. I'd love to hear from you. So that's my thought. You know, we did have red beans and rice this past, uh, last week, last Monday. Actually, I know what, I take that back. We didn't. We cheated. And I can't remember why. I think it was because we had so much leftovers on Monday from like, um, from Sunday that we decided to go ahead and, and, and postpone making red beans and rice until Tuesday. Now don't tell any, you don't have to go tell anybody, right? Cause all, all of our neighbors here in South Louisiana, New Orleans might look at us funny cause we did red beans and rice on Tuesday. So don't go tell anybody, but that's what happened last week. <laughs> Isn't that something? I got some news to share with you too, but we do have to take a break. You're listening to the Catholic Foodie Show right here on Breadbox Media. I'm your host, Jeff Young. We've got to take a break, but we'll be back in just a minute. Don't go anywhere. Welcome back to the Catholic Foodie Show. I'm Jeff Young, your host, the Catholic Foodie. So glad to be with you today. Man, we were talking about red beans and rice before the, the break. I said that there was some news I want to share with you, and I do. There is some news. I want to tell you about uh, a big uh, accomplishment of my son. Uh, just yesterday, He was. Um, we were at his court of honor. He's a Boy Scout, and he's been doing Boy Scouts for five or six years, I guess, now. And uh, He's 16, uh, going on 17. He'll be 17 uh, next month, and uh, he, he made Eagle Scout. Uh, so yesterday was his court of honor. He actually made Eagle uh, about a month ago i think it was uh maybe the end of may beginning of june i can't remember exactly when it was it must have been the beginning of june and uh, had the court of honor um yesterday so he along with uh, two other scouts uh, in their troop uh, made eagle which is quite 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 an accomplishment really is it's very very proud of him uh, he did his, his, um, service project. It was funny, you know, the, the guy who was the MC for the event, the court of honor is the former, um, scoutmaster. And uh, he has a great voice, great booming voice, uh, Bob. He's, he's a great guy. Good, good, good man. And, uh, he was uh, in the course of the, of the ceremony at one point, he was talking about the, the service projects that these young men did. And, you know, each one had their own service project that they put together that they from beginning to end were, were part of where they were, they spearheaded this and it was something that was service to the community. It's, it's what they have to do in order to become an Eagle scout to, when you reach that point. 
And um, he just made an offhand comment, or not offhand, he just kind of off-the-cuff comment uh, in the course when he was he was mentioning the different projects that, that my son, right, Christopher, happened to pick a, a, a service project to do that was really very much in line with the Catholic foodie. <laughs> And I got a I got a, a a kick out of that. It was it was a, it, it kind of tickled me, you know. Um, my son, what he did was there, there's a community garden in Covington here where we live in the little town of Covington. It, it it's really kind of right smack in the middle of a neighborhood, and it's basically like a couple of empty lots in this neighborhood between a bunch of houses. And it's a community garden. It's it's something that the uh, the community association has has taken upon themselves in Covington. It's, it's actually an outreach of the St. Timothy Parish Hospital. Uh, what they have done is they they have kind of organized this community garden. There's a number of raised beds in this garden, and, and people can sign up. It's, there's no charge for it. There's people could sign up for some some space in these beds, and they can plant vegetables, fruits, whatever. And, uh, and and grow them there. They go and take care of it. They they do all the work. Whoever whoever signs up for that space, they do all the work. But they also get to keep that produce. They could also share it if they want. They could do that. And you, you have some folks who who grow stuff there and, and share it with the greater community. Um, but what what my son's project was, Christopher's project was to build three new beds, three raised beds. These beds are are pretty big. I can't remember the 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 uh, the dimensions, but they're, they're pretty big and I'll have to put some pictures up in the show notes over at catholicfoodie.com. You can see the, the, the community garden, the beds that he put in and, uh, and maybe there's, there was a write up in the paper. I don't think it's available online, but I could at least put a picture of the article, uh, on there if you want to learn more about it. Really a pretty, a pretty neat little project. And part of, of that was to try in that uh, part of the outreach of this St. Timothy Parish, uh, hospital program, is really directed toward families and trying to help them to uh, um, to eat better, right? To eat 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 vegetables, to eat better, to eat produce, to eat uh, whole foods, good good foods, and uh, so it's, it was a good. It was certainly for a good cause, and he he was able to raise the money because this is not cheap. Uh, it certainly wasn't uh, cheap. We were able to not only raise the money, but he was also able to. Uh, raise some of the materials that he would need. And you think about some of the materials you would need for gardening, right? Some of that is expensive stuff. Soil, the right soil with the right mixture to for, for a garden of this caliber to grow vegetables in the middle of the city. It was, thankfully, he was able to, to, to raise some of those materials so it wasn't just all having to be purchased, you know, raising money just to, to purchase the materials. So, but it was a big deal. And I, I can't remember the, the total cost it was for each bed, but he did three of these beds and it was, it was a lot of work and he had to organize it, orchestrate it, get people out there to help. You know, uh, we had folks in the community who came out and joined. Uh, I, I, I didn't do a whole lot. I mean, I did some, I didn't do a whole lot of the physical uh, work out there. I, I, you know, the, the young, young men, Right, I was trying to leave room for the young men to do that, <laughs> and uh, and and somebody had to watch the baby, you know, somebody. So, uh, but he was out there, orchestrated the whole thing, and just just phenomenal. Did a great job. So I want to give him a shout out and just to to say how proud I am of him for this accomplishment at the age of sixteen to have reached Eagle, and uh, just just an amazing amazing young man. Very proud to call him my son. 
And uh, anyway, so I just want to throw that out there just to, to congratulate him and, and share the good news. Just want to share the good news. So I said that I was going to share with you a recipe for red beans and rice, and I am. And uh, you can find this if you're driving in the car. Don't, don't, don't have to pull over. You don't have to pull over uh, and take notes. You're going to find this recipe over on Catholic Foodie at CatholicFoodie.com. Matter of fact, the show notes for this show, and uh, I'm going to give you a short link, a way that you can get to this show. If you wanted to, in your browser, just go to catholicfoodie.com slash 267, 267. This is 267th episode of the Catholic Foodie Show. So uh, catholicfoodie.com, 267 will get you there, and uh, you can get the recipe and a little story. Yeah, tell a little story here about uh, red beans and rice and how Louis Armstrong, right, one of the most famous musicians to come out of New Orleans, Louis Armstrong loved, absolutely, absolutely loved red beans and rice. So much so that when he would write letters, you know, back back in those days, people wrote letters. Not emails, but letters. Not texts, but letters. Pretty amazing. I, I still find myself from time to time really just missing that whole experience of writing letters and getting letters in the mail uh, that was always, it was just such a joyful, the email doesn't have the same effect for me, I don't think. Do you think? I, I don't know. Not not for me. But Louis Armstrong used to sign his letters, not sincerely, Louis Armstrong, he would sign them, red beans and ricely yours. <laughs> red beans and ricely yours, comma, Louis Armstrong. How about that? Isn't that great? I love it. Love it, love it, love it. And so uh, this recipe you're going to find in the show notes. I'll put a link in the show notes at catholicfoodie.com slash 267. You can find it there. And you're going to find a little story, kind of what I told you earlier about wash days. You're going to find a little more detail there as part of this uh, recipe. And you're going to find uh, stories of, of how even in, in Hurricane Katrina, right, with all the devastation of Hurricane Katrina, power outages across the south, the Gulf South, uh, especially New Orleans, people being trapped, all that stuff. You had first responders coming in from all over the place to help. And then you had chefs who stayed, who stayed, and they were cooking to feed the first responders. Pretty amazing. Pretty awesome. And chefs like uh, Chef John Besh uh, making m- meals for first responders. And that that's beautiful. And wh- what do you think he was making? He made a whole lot of red beans and rice, he said. <laughs> Why? Because it's easy to make. Easy to make, and it's, it's, it's delicious, it's nutritious, it'll help feed an army. And so that, uh, that is something that you will find also as part of this, uh, this recipe at catholicfoodie.com. And uh, again, you know, we're talking one-pot meals. This is a wash day wonder. Why is it so important? It's important because it's easy to do. It's a good thing to do on a Monday. So I could probably get through this list of ingredients before we have to take a break, but it is, we need uh, two pounds of dried red kidney beans. Now we have a brand down here in Louisiana that I love. It's called Camellia Brand, Camellia Brand. Uh, If you don't have Camellia Brand in your grocery, wherever you are, don't worry about it. Just red kidney beans, dry, dry beans now, dry beans. Two pounds of pork sausage, and you can do a smoked sausage if you like, or we have another one down here in Louisiana. Very spicy. It's um, it's an andouille sausage. I've had some folks in the past who've 
told me that they could not do or didn't have Andouille available. And that's understandable. If you're not in Louisiana, you're probably not going to have it. That's okay. Uh, I've had folks who've, who've contacted me and said, hey, I, could, I couldn't find Andouille, but, but I was able to find chorizo, which is a, a good Mexican sausage, very spicy. And I used that instead, and it came out. It was just wonderful. So if you, if you want, if you have access to chorizo, you may want to try that instead of the Andouille if you can't get that. Two yellow onions chopped, two green bell peppers chopped, two stalks of celery chopped, four cloves of garlic crushed, with a mortar and pestle, half a teaspoon of cayenne, two, ta- two teaspoons of salt, freshly cracked black pepper to taste, two bay leaves, one bunch of parsley chopped, one bunch of green onions chopped, long grain rice prepared according to package directions, and then hot sauce for serving. And it could be crystal hot sauce, it could be uh, whatever kind, whatever kind you got. And I'm going to tell you the directions as soon as we get back from the break. You listen to the Catholic Foodie Show here on Breadbox Media. Don't go away. We'll be back in just a minute. Welcome back to the Catholic Foodie Show. I'm Jeff Young, your host, the Catholic Foodie. So glad to be with you today. Oh, my goodness. I can't believe it. Time flies, doesn't it? Time flies when you're having fun. We are already in the last segment. Can't believe we're already in the last segment. So last, at the very end, right before the break, I gave you the list of the ingredients for the red beans and rice. You're going to find that again. You'll find that at catholicfoodie.com. There's going to be a link, catholicfoodie.com slash 267. You can find it there. Now, I mentioned, you know, the very first ingredient is what? Dried beans, right? Dried red kidney beans. And what are you going to do with these dried beans? Well, you you can't just throw them in a pot and cook them. I guess you could, but that's going to take a long time. So what you have to do is you have to soak these beans overnight. That's that's what you do. You want to take the beans and you kind of open the packages up, put them in like a big um, uh, sieve, there's another word, colander. There, there you go, colander. And you can ch- kind of just check through, make sure there's no pebbles or, or rocks or debris in the, in there. And Because sometimes that happens in the packaging. Sometimes they do get rocks and debris, pebbles. Make sure there's nothing in there like that. If you find a bad bean or two, throw those out. right? And then you want to rinse those beans in the water. Just rinse them in water in the colander because you want to kind of just get them clean right? Get them clean. And then what I, what I, what I have is a, a, a large glass bowl and it's plenty big enough for two pounds of, of dried beans. Uh, cause it's, it's a big, big glass bowl. I have no idea how big it is. I can't, can't give you a number on there. I could just tell you that it's a big, it's like a big glass salad bowl, right? For like a big salad. And what I do is I just put the beans in there and then I cover them with water. And I usually put a lot of water in there because those beans are going to expand as they soak in the water. They're going to expand overnight. And that really helps to soften those beans too. So you want to let that happen, let it go overnight. And sometimes I'll tell you the truth, I have let them go overnight and into the afternoon the next day just because I haven't had a chance to get around to actually cooking the beans. So that's what you want to do. You want to make sure they're covered by at least three inches of water as they are soaking. Now, the next day, what you want to do is drain the water. You want to rinse the beans and then you set them aside. All right. And you want to take your onions. Remember, we've got chopped onions already. These are onions that you have already chopped. Bell pepper. Uh, let's see. We had, we had onions, bell pepper, celery that's already been chopped. Garlic. And we'll get to the garlic. You, if you want to mince it, you can. I like to use a mortar and pestle. 
you just get a lot more flavor out of there if you're using a mortar and pestle, in my humble opinion. Um, and, and what you're going to do is you're going to take the onions, the bell pepper, the celery, and you're going to saute that uh, in a little oil. And I like to use, believe it or not, I like to use a, a, an organic coconut oil that I get. I like to use that a lot of times, especially if I'm sautéing something, because not only the flavor, I really like the flavor, uh, but it's got a high smoke point, so it's not going to burn. Or I should say it won't burn as easily, right? Extra virgin olive oil, not a high smoke point, and, and it can burn. Uh, regular olive oil is okay. If you're going to saute something, that's that's okay. It's relatively a little bit higher than your extra virgin. And uh, and so what you want to do is you want to saute the onions, the bell pepper, the celery. And then toward the end, the last minute or two of the sautéing, you want to add the garlic. You don't want to add the garlic too soon because garlic burns very easily too and it can give off a, a kind of a, a bad taste. So you don't want to do that. You want to keep stirring if you add that garlic because, you again, you don't want it to burn. You only want that to be in there for a couple of minutes, maybe. Then you're going to add the beans to the pot along with uh, sausage. You know, if you if you have added, uh, if you have uh, some andouille or some chorizo, as we mentioned, or even just smoked sausage, and you chop that up in, like, little rounds, you can do that. And then you add that at this point. So you got the sautéing veggies. You throw that meat in there. You throw the beans in there. You're stirring it all up. And your kitchen is just smelling so good. Just so good. It's, oh, I love that. that. That's awesome smell there. And then what you want to do is you want to pour. So you have to have a big pot here, right? Because you're going to pour 16 to 20 cups of water in here. Now, keep in mind, we're making two pounds of beans, two pounds of beans. So 16 to 20 cups of water. And a lot of that, I'm giving that, that room there because a lot of it is just a lot of, um, it depends on how, how, how thick and how much time you have for these beans to cook. Uh, so 16 to 20 cups of water over the beans. Make sure you cover the beans by at least a couple of inches. You want to reduce the heat. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Bring to a boil first. Bring to a boil. You want to add the salt, the cayenne, the bay leaves, uh, the black pepper uh, to taste. Right. Add that. Reduce the heat and simmer uncovered for an hour and a half to two hours until the beans are tender. You want to stir occasionally and add water during the simmer if necessary if necessary. So you could even start out with 16, 17 cups of water, and then if you need to, you can go up to 20. Uh, you always, always, always want to taste as you go along. And the cool thing about these beans, it's one of the things I love, especially this this kind of New Orleans flair, right, for, for red beans and rice, is what, what we do in order to make the beans really creamy. And that's what happens. You, you take the, the beans, you you ladle that over, over rice, and you're going to see it's not just like beans and liquid. It's it's got a creaminess to it that is just so, oh, just so good. It's like butter, right? It's like butter. And how, how do we make it creamy like that? You make it creamy by mashing some of those beans as they're cooked, as they've cooked and they're getting soft. You mash some of those beans against the, the side of the pot with a big spoon, right? And, and, and the more that you kind of mash like that, the, the creamier those, those beans, that whole pot is going to get. And that is just so, so, so good. You can also, at this point, start tasting, right? Start tasting because you definitely want to taste and adjust the seasoning. If you need to add more salt, more cayenne, more black pepper, whatever it may be, feel free to do that. And then what we like to do is, is just a couple of minutes before serving, I'll, I'll stir in a handful of, of parsley and green onions. And I wait till the very end to do this because they're just going to cook down otherwise. And then what I also like to do is, is chop some of that parsley and the green onions 
and put it in a bowl or put them in separate bowls and make that available for folks as they're making their plates. If they wanted to top, you know, kind of garnish or top their beans and rice with, with extra green onions or extra parsley, they can. They can because we've got it. We've got it right there. Um, and then once we're ready, I like to, you know, you can serve it on a plate or, or in bowls. Either way, uh, we have made rice in the meantime. Rice only takes about 20 minutes to cook, so it's not a big deal. And uh, you just you just serve the, the beans over the rice, sprinkle with a little uh, extra parsley and green onions if you like. If you like hot sauce, we like to add a little hot sauce to kick it up. But not only, not only for the heat, the hot sauce, though, is also because it has that tangy vinegar that it's made with. So Louisiana uh, hot sauce is one. Uh, the, the, the Tabasco is another. Crystal hot sauce has a lot of that, that good tang to it. Too. We, we love that in our household. I have frequently said that if I could go back in time, I would have bought stock. <laughs> you know, 15, 20 years ago, I would have bought stock and crystal hot sauce because my kids, man, they go through some hot sauce. It's, it's unbelievable. So that is the recipe for red beans and rice. Again, you can find it online. You can find it at catholicfoodie.com. The link is going to be at catholicfoodie.com slash 267. That's the episode, the, the show, the number of this show today, uh, 267. Or you could just Google it. Google Catholic Foodie Red Beans and Rice, and it's going to come up right there at the very top, very tippy top of your of your Google browser. So that's, uh, that's how you can find it. Now, today, Wash Day Wonders, the, the recipe I'm giving you is the queen, the queen recipe of wash day wonders and that is the recipe for red beans and rice uh in future future mondays we're going to talk about other wash day wonders other one pot meals things that you could make that uh take little time and come back at you with big flavor and can come at you actually with a with a fully cooked meal in one pot easy to clean at the end of the night uh so you could feed your family in an easier way on a monday so that's my hope my goal at least and I, I, I kind of I t- I talked to you at the very beginning of the show. I've, I've kind of rambled here and there on uh, different topics and, and didn't get to cover everything I wanted to cover today. Uh, one of the things I wanted to talk to you about was Martha and Mary. <clears throat> Last Friday was uh, St. Martha's Feast Day. And I really wanted to, to, to share with you a couple of insights that I had about three years ago uh, regarding Martha, St. Martha, and particularly the way that Jesus sort of reprimanded her. At least it seems like he reprimanded her. Remember he, he said that Mary chose the better part. I'm talking about that story, of course, in the gospel when Jesus comes to dinner at Mary and Martha's house and Lazarus' house and Martha's so busy in the kitchen. She's so worried. She's just working, 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 you know, trying to get things ready for Jesus and so that they can have a great meal, great time, good hospitality, all those things that are so very important. And uh, as soon as Jesus comes in, what does Mary do? <laughs> she plops down at his feet and just listens to what he has to say. And Martha gets upset about that, you know? She gets upset about that. And we just celebrated her feast day this past Friday. And uh, there was, a, again, this, 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 uh, this article that I, I wrote probably, I think it was in 2013, so about three years ago. Uh, just some insights I had in prayer about St. Martha, the fact that uh, it really wasn't a reprimand. You know, Jesus loved Martha so much. And he has good things to say to her, and he's got good things to say to me and you. I'm going to put a link in the show notes for that article over at CatholicFoodie.com. You can find it at CatholicFoodie.com. 
facebook.com slash 267. And I will probably have to just come back tomorrow and share a little bit more with you about Martha and Mary since we are out of time today. Thank you so much for listening to The Catholic Foodie Show. I'm Jeff Young, your host, The Catholic Foodie. And until next time, bon appetit.